Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. All right, guys, we have got some developments in the Wee Spa scandal. This may not be common knowledge. Uh, people that listen to me, I feel like they're on the more conservative side, so they probably watch Fox News. Now, Fox News did cover the developments of this story, so a lot of people listening to this probably already know. But I'm sure there are a lot of people that don't know about the developments because the mainstream media is staying as far away from this as possible. It's odd that they're not reporting on a very well-known popular incident. Uh, It's almost like because this goes against their narrative, they want to pretend like it didn't happen. In fact, the charges that have been filed were done so very quietly without a lot of fanfare. But let's start with, if you're not familiar, uh, We Spa is a Korean-style spa in Los Angeles, California. And in June, there was a video that went viral of a young woman standing at the counter of this spa freaking out because there was a naked man in the women's locker room. The attendant was trying to explain to her that California law stipulates that a transgendered person has the right to use whichever bathroom they feel like. If you haven't seen the video, it's actually worth a watch. It's pretty funny. Uh, this woman just keeps saying, you know, transgendered. What you, I don't understand what you're saying, transgendered. It, he, he has a deck. I'm looking at a deck. The aftermath that followed this incident went about the way you would expect in this day and age. Conservative groups protested outside the spa saying that this was a sexual assault. A, you know, there were young girls in this locker room, underage children. And, of course, you had progressives on the other side protesting The protests actually turned violent at one point. I think there were about 40 people arrested for fighting outside of this spa in the weeks following this incident. But there were many theories. Uh, First and foremost, people were saying that this was this individual's right. If they feel like they're a woman, they have the right to use the women's bathroom. Of course, they're calling anyone that disagrees with that transphobic and bigots and all the normal words that you hear thrown around every time anybody disagrees with anything on the left. But the left's assertion was this was simply harassment of a transgendered individual and nothing more. Uh, I'd even heard a couple of people say that they did not believe that this incident happened at all. They believed that this young woman cooked up this video just to get some hits on YouTube. Their rationale is actually pretty sound because Nobody came forward on Facebook. Nobody said anything on Instagram. We didn't know who this guy's name was. There was no video of him entering or leaving the women's locker room, which at a spa where everybody's walking around naked in a robe, I feel like they probably don't have a great deal of security footage simply because they're not allowed to put cameras up everywhere. It's not like a bank where they're trying to get every single angle. You've got to be careful what you film in a situation like that or you're going to get sued. But it sort of makes sense. You know, it seems like we would have some information on who this person was and there simply was nothing out there. Nobody, and if it was a protest over the law, either somebody supporting the transgender community and trying to show that, hey, this is no big deal. This is just the way the world's going to work from now on. Or if it was somebody on the other side saying, you know, hey, this is how ridiculous it is for a genetic man to go into the women's locker room and strip naked. Seems like if that was a protest on either side, somebody would have come forward saying, hey, this was me. This is why I did it. And there had simply been none of that. It was complete radio silence. My personal feeling on it was that this was not a transgendered individual. This was not somebody making a protest because the way his behavior was described to me sounded 
more like this individual simply wanted to expose himself to strangers because the story that I had heard was not that he simply, or she, if you want to be politically correct about it, was not simply changing clothes in the locker room. Uh, the woman that was at the counter in the video had actually been in a hot tub with her minor daughter. They did not say her age, obviously, because she's under 18. So I don't know if she was 16 or if she was 11, but she was under 18. This individual came over and sat on the edge of of the hot tub right in front of them. And just to me, that feels like that this person was sort of intentionally putting his groin right in the face of people. And that's not a normal person move in a locker room. My personal feelings are that the people that take their time getting dressed at the gym are a little bit of a weirdo because believe me, when I'm changing clothes at the gym, I'm on task. There is no lollygagging going on. But I just felt like that this was somebody that their intention was simply to expose themselves to strangers. Well, as it turns out, I was completely right. And I'm not just blowing my horn on that. I'm just saying that that is actually what happened. Because some of the things that have come out, number one, we know who this individual is. This guy's name is Darren A.G. Mariger. I probably mispronounced that. L.A. County has actually charged him with five counts of indecent exposure. Like I said, this was done very quietly. Um, I don't think that it was written up in the newspapers. The police did not hold a press conference to announce that they had tracked this individual down and he is facing charges. The charges were simply filed and this guy will go to court. Another thing that has come out that I did not hear initially is apparently the guy was not just simply naked, and he was not just simply putting himself front and center of the women that were in that locker room. Apparently, the guy was walking around with an erection. So he was obviously enjoying what he was doing. And the icing on the cake is that Mr. Mariger is a registered sex offender. He has two convictions. Well, he he has several convictions, but I'm not going to bring the vanilla convictions up because they really don't pertain, but he does have some for like petty theft and things like that. But he also has two convictions that landed him on the sex offender registry. Would you like to take a guess what he was convicted of doing those two times? I'll give you a moment. All right. If you guessed that Mr. Mariger was convicted of sneaking into women's locker rooms and exposing himself to whatever women he happened to find in there, you get a gold star for the day because that is exactly what this individual has been convicted of, not once, but twice. So obviously he is not actually transgendered or if he is genuinely transgendered, it is completely separate from this particular behavior because he has a rich history of trying to get into women's locker rooms so he can shake his junk around in front of whoever happens to be in there. It's just now the state of California has given him legal permission to walk into that room and all he has to do is say that he is transgendered. Not only did the state of California give him permission to do this behavior, which he has two prior convictions for doing, he now, if somebody says anything like, you know, what what are you doing? You're That's the women's room. You're not supposed to be in there. Now he's not being a weirdo. The guy that asks him or the woman that asks him where he thinks he's going, that person is being a bigot. That person is committing a hate crime. That person is harassing a protected class of individual. 
not only does he have permission to carry out his perversion, he can actually attack anybody that tries to question what he's doing. Suddenly, he's the victim in all this. And let's just take it one step further down the road, shall we? Let's say that this individual goes to court and is acquitted. I'm sorry, acquitted. Didn't pronounce that word correctly. And before you say that I'm being crazy, uh, you got to keep in mind, now I don't know if he will get a jury trial or if this will just go before a judge. If he goes before a jury trial, I absolutely can see him being acquitted in the state of California because you have got to think about what kind of nut jobs are going to be on that jury and the stuff that they believe. He very well might be acquitted. If that happens... You know what's going to happen next. He's going to turn around and sue the state for a hate crime. He will get a lawyer. They will bring a civil suit against the L.A. County PD, and he will get awarded millions of dollars. A couple of years ago, this guy did this, and he was convicted of a felony. Now there's a very good probability he is going to hammer a gigantic check at taxpayers' expense. And like I say, that is not beyond the realm of possibility because this is in California. People in California support these very poorly thought out laws. You've got the LA Times that is trying their best to make this issue just kind of disappear into the ether. Uh, they've actually defended this individual, not you not since he's been outed, which since we found what his name and his history was. But when this first came out, the LA Times were writing stories that they were not simply just reporting what had happened at the Wee Spa. They were very definitely trying to paint the young woman in the video as something of a religious nut job. They were very much so trying to make it seem like that this woman just overreacted to something that should be really no big deal, and there's nothing to see here, just keep on walking. Unfortunately, there is something to see there, and I'm not making a phallus joke right there. This is not an isolated incident. How many of you know the name Scott Smith? Even if you don't know the name Scott Smith, I'm sure you've seen him on the news. Scott Smith is the father that was arrested at the Loudoun County School Board meeting. He was plastered all over the news a few weeks ago. He was the poster child for the Biden administration's push to label parents as terrorists harassing school board members. I'm sure you've all seen the video of this guy getting cuffed and let out of the building. There's a lot more to that story that than NBC News or CNN or anybody has bothered to to broadcast because, well, number one, they're pushing a narrative, and I don't want to hear any arguments about that. I think everybody knows that you know, the news is not the news anymore. It's just a propaganda arm of either the DNC or the RNC. It just depends on what channel you're watching. But Mr. Smith had a very good, very understandable reason for being very, very angry at that school board meeting. If I was in this man's situation, I think that I would not be able to show the amount of restraint that he did because the unreported backstory of Scott Smith is that he was at the school board meeting that night trying to find out why the school was not investigating the sexual assault of his daughter on the school property in the girls' bathroom. The unfortunate backstory to Scott Smith's visit to the school board meeting is that in October of this year, his daughter went into the women's room in the school. A 14-year-old boy joined her in the bathroom and sexually assaulted her. 
Now, they're not going to release any details because we're talking about minors. I don't know if this just means he kind of pinned her against the wall and was groping her, or if this was actual full-blown forcible rape. But it actually goes a little deeper than that because this particular young man had done something very, very similar the previous school year. He was forced to change schools. Uh, He is facing charges in that incident, and he is awaiting trial. Now, for some reason, the school board hushed up the accusations. Uh, They're kind of stonewalling a police investigation. Uh, They're certainly not admitting that maybe something more should have been done. Uh, Maybe first and foremost, not allowing someone who is very obviously a sexual predator to attend that school. From what I can tell, the This particular student's history was not circulated among the staff, so somebody could keep an eye on him. Uh, He was simply moved from the school that the first incident took place in, uh, enrolled in the new school with uh, Scott Smith's daughter, and it was sort of treated like, like nothing to see here, keep moving. Now, if you're curious as to why this is being hushed up, why the school board did not expel him from the school for, I mean, actually physically assaulting girls in the bathroom and why they're trying to sort of cover up the story, keep the police out of it, the involvement. It's because uh, the 14-year-old in question identifies as transgender. Now, this individual does wear women's clothes, which is more than I can say for Darren Mariger. Uh, Darren Mariger looks like a guy. And I'm not making a joke there. It just, I mean, he does not look like he is in any way, shape, or form trying to appear or live his life as a woman. But apparently this 14-year-old does actually go the extra mile of, he does wear women's outfits. I haven't seen a picture of this kid. I don't know how he's got his hair cut, but he does at least wear women's clothing. And just like in California at the Wee Spa, this 14-year-old had permission to use the women's restroom. Obviously, this kid, and again, maybe he is transgendered, but he is also a rapist. I mean, allegedly. Got to throw that in there because he hasn't been convicted. But, I mean, apparently there is a pattern of behavior here. And it's not just that he's transgendered, you're letting him use the women's bathroom. You are allowing this 14-year-old predator to have access to victims in a room where they're already going to be taking their pants off. You know, it's like if you've got a coyote problem, you're putting chicken legs out in the yard and ringing the dinner bells, basically what's happening here. And that's what this story and the Wee Spa really boils down to. Whether these guys are transgendered or if they're just saying they're transgendered, they're using that to gain access to their victims. And Scott Smith is suing Loudoun County, uh, probably the state of Virginia as well. And he absolutely should. He certainly has, you know, one of the more understandable cases of anybody suing. I am not a huge fan of how litigious our society has become, but Scott Smith absolutely has a good case that he needs to pursue. The problem is the people on the school board in Loudoun County are not going to pay the fine. The citizens of Loudoun County are going to pay the fine. And if he sues the state, it'll be the citizens of Virginia they're paying that fine. And that's the problem. You know, everybody says, well, you know, good, he's suing. It'll teach him a lesson. He's not teaching that school board a lesson because it's not their money. You're not hurting them. I feel like that these school board people should be brought up on charges of child endangerment. Because basically what they have done, simply because they don't want to appear like they're 
going against the transgender community and they don't want to raise the ire of the woke mob is they basically just every girl in that school, they served them up on a platter to somebody they knew was a rapist. And then they told the rapist, uh, by all means, go into this room and be alone with all these underage girls. That should be felony charges for these assholes, and they should do some prison time. That is what will teach these people that you can't play around with people's lives just because you feel like you want to be on the right side of the ledger, culturally speaking. And as long as this ridiculous line of thinking continues, this is going to happen more and more. And everybody should see this coming. I mean, if if the state I lived in passed a law that said if an individual identifies as a nine-year-old, they should be allowed to go to preschools and play on the playground. Do you think that any adults are going to go there that aren't pedophiles? It's going to be all pedophiles at that playground because that's the type of person that wants to go and play on a playground with a bunch of strange seven and eight-year-olds. You know, what if I owned a bank and I made an announcement that anybody that identifies as a bank teller can come and hang out in the bank vault? What's going to happen if I do that? If I have a hundred people show up, there might be one individual in that group that just legitimately always wanted to be a bank employee, and 99 of the other people are going to be showing up because, hey, maybe I'll be able to sneak out at the end of the day with a couple of bundles of a hundred hundreds in my pants. That's the way these things go. And I feel sorry for people that are legitimately transgendered and people that are legitimately struggling with aspects of their lives and their personalities because the behavior of jackasses like this is just going to make it that much harder on them. But I'm sorry, we're all going to have to come to the realization that the litmus test for whether or not you are transgendered, it simply cannot be just making the statement because anybody can say anything. And we have got a lot of people out there on the left that 100% think that if somebody says that they are a transgender, it completely changes who they are. And that's simply not the case. I mean, the, it's delusion. The definition of the word delusion is a belief or impression that is firmly maintained despite being contradicted by what is accepted as reality. And people that believe that if somebody says that they are transgender, that it actually changes their physical genetic makeup, they're delusional. You know, I mentioned before that the LA Times was writing articles that were defending the individual that went into the women's locker room and trying to paint the people in the video as being unreasonable transphobes, he actually wrote, or she, it may have been a woman, I don't know who wrote the article, they actually wrote that it was ridiculous that these people have an issue with male-appearing genitalia. I want you to think about that statement, male-appearing genitalia. Do you think that the person that wrote that article honestly believes that because this person said the words, I'm transgendered, that it physically changed the form and function of this individual's genitalia, because that is what they are saying when they say male-appearing genitalia. They're saying that although it looked and functions as a penis, it's not really, which is an insane thing to say. This is the type of thing 
that people used to be sent to hospitals where the door had a lock on the outside of the room, not the inside. But if you say that now, it's not that the person's crazy, it's that you're a bigot. And if we were treating this as sort of a social experiment, we shouldn't have to conduct that research, but just say that we did. The data is in, and it's not a hypothetical discussion anymore. This movement and this delusion is getting women raped. And I'm not saying transgendered people are rapists. I'm saying rapists are pretending to be transgendered because it gives them free access to a room full of victims. And the answer to this is so simple that I swear I feel like I'm in Bizarro World even having to say it out loud. If you have a penis, go to the men's room. If you don't, go to the women's room. And when I say if you don't have a penis, whether that is how you came from the factory standard or if that is an optional extra, it doesn't matter. If you've got an innie, go to the women's room. If you have an Audi, go to the men's room. And let's not forget that the people that are pushing this delusion are also the same people that are always screaming, you know, when they're like with the pandemic, these ridiculous lockdown restrictions and, you know, don't visit your family, stay in your house, wear a mask. If you have to go out, stay six feet away from everybody at all times. These people are always the ones shouting, you know, if it saves one person, it's worth it. If it saves one person. In this case, they're serving up young girls to sexual predators rather than abandoning their ideology. Where is the if it saves one person mentality on this? Because this would be an excellent place to apply that logic. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is about all I've got for you today. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, It was very cathartic getting that off my chest. This whole issue drives me insane. Not the transgendered issue, the ridiculousness of people turning a blind eye to the very obvious and real problems that this causes. And if you did enjoy the show, please leave me a like and subscribe if you'd like to do that. Uh, if you'd like to leave me a comment, as always, you can do so at freshfrozensouthern at gmail.com or the Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page. All right, guys, have a good work week. I will talk to you again on Friday. Thank you very much for sitting with me and have a good one.